Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What was your favorite? <laughs> My favorite what? <laughs> what was your favorite over the song? New York on the cover? Bam! <laughs> my favorite opening song ooh, ooh, let's see my favorite opening song to a 90s sitcom it's not family matters family matters is probably the most popular one not family matters maybe like full house full house had a good it was a bop it was a bop i mean it was a lot of bops now it was so before we get into the bops, though, um, you are listening to the Adulthood, a podcast for geriatric millennials. You are listening to <laughs> and Alejandro. You are listening to <laughs> that's Lexi one oh seven seven. That's my podcast. My podcast voice. <laughs> that's your podcast voice. Okay. So I know you want to do an intro song. So what was your favorite bop? From a 90s sitcom, the intro. What was your favorite song? Da, 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 da. Martin! Martin! How I y'all doing? I used to always say, How y'all doing? Just like yeah, that was the best part. <laughs> it wasn't even part of it, it was just a random. No, that was like the best part. But you remember like they changed good. that to a more contemporary song. But okay. you know what? You know, it's you know, people get funny about the Cosby show. Oh, every so, Cosby show intro. I know. I know the dance. You know, people get I don't know what the temperature is about the Cosby show, but I do know I asked people recently about it and they mentioned the Cosby show. But you remember, I feel like it was season six. So are you talking about the the one where um uh, where Malcolm Jamal Warner was the um counselor, like that season where it was the rap one? No, it was the one. Okay. The one with the tropical theme. Yes. So that's my one. I do the dance and everything. The one where you exactly. Yes. So that one's like the Broadway one. It was the best one. It was the best intro. That was the Broadway one. I know all of, first of all, I know all of the intros, but the Broadway one, like I literally, when it comes on, because I watch it on TV one, it comes on TV one like every day, every morning. So when I watch it, <laughs> TV one. TV one plug. Hey. <laughs> so they do that all the time. So I really love it. But no, I would literally sit up there and do the dance. And I'll like, literally, I know I usually do, whose part do I normally do? I usually do Sandra's part. I do whatever, I, literally the whole thing, like the kicking the legs up. I will do that whole thing sitting. Oh, yeah. Right there. Like, I love the whole dance. Um, none of the Cosby Show themes had words to it. It was just dope-ass. Yeah. You, like, you know, and this one was just the production value. Yes. It was dope. Yes. Uh, Fresh Prince seems cliche I mean, to talk about. I know. Family oh. Matters. Proud Family. When they play that oh, at yeah. parties, when they play the Proud Family intro, I actually used to, like, play in my car. Because I love salons on it. I do. I will play it in my car. The salon. Salon. I used to love the intro for a proud family. Like, I can legit, like, listen to it and sing along to it in the car. Oh, yeah. Jamie Foxx show. Yeah. Jamie Foxx was good, too. You know what to do. Yeah. They were, I mean, there were some great shows. Like, there are no shows... The amount of black shows we have, because you know, me, Alex and I have talked about this before amongst ourselves, but when people complain about, oh, you know, there's no this, there's no that, there's no black shows. Did y'all support these shows in the 90s? Because in the 90s, every show was black. It was like very few white shows. It was like Full House and then black, 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 black. It was like black, black show, then Full House would come on, then black, then black, then black. Like it was, we ran the 90s. We ran yeah, the 90s. Whenever somebody said, you know, I love Issa Rae, but she said it. And I was just like... What'd she say? Uh, she just... They, they always say things like, you know, I grew up and I didn't really see this on TV. Uh, like shows like Insecure. And I was just like... No, that's not true. Because Thursday, remember Thursday was the biggest day in the black community. Because it was like Martin and Living Color. Yeah. 
New York undercover. Living single would come. I don't remember what day living single would come. I thought living like single Thursday. Was- we all used to gather around in the, mm-hmm. in the living room and watch and Living Color and your show, my show. Yeah, and I was just talking about this the other day. Who would perform at Natalie's out of these new artists? Yeah. Nothing uh, against the new artists, but I'm, I'm like, you want to watch, watch who at Natalie's? Yeah, it would be Ari Lennox, her. So just to give some backstory about Natalie's, if you haven't seen New York on the cover, New York on the cover is the best show ever. And I think it aged really well. Um, someone who watches it with me, swears up and down that like oh they showed in age well i'm like are you kidding me i love this show but the artist so natalie's was the club um that one of the guys his father owned it and so they would have different artists every week it would be anybody from like mary j blige to janay to um mint condition literally anybody you can think of they stopped through there anybody like even older groups like actually i think teddy pendergrass was on the episode so they would have yeah. like pretty much the dopest artists not like rap artists and stuff but like those R and B, like the Jeanne Mint Condition, One Twelve was on there. Um, so it would be those type. You, that's you would skip everybody but Aaliyah. Choosing love. I, I forgot the episode that yeah, she. Hey, hey, yeah. It, when I say it was a great show, it was a, like they incorporated music and everything. So today, I would say like a her or Ari Lennox would be on that show. Yeah, I was gonna say show. Summer Walker would be on there. Jasmine oh. Sullivan. Jasmine for sure. There. For sure. It would be a um lucky day. Um, what's the other give on those types of artists? Give so, on. It's such a great show. Like yeah, you're gonna cover it's a classic, a classic, okay? Like and that's I'm, the thing about these 90s shows, the incorporation of music, incorporation. That's the thing when we talk about RB now. Who are you going to have guest star on your show that everyone screams for? It's going to be just like she said. It's like five people. Yeah, it's really not that much. Even like the, the special guests. So like you like you mentioned, like the special guests, when they come on, everybody's screaming. Ah, Judas here! Ah! But even just regular people, like maybe like a LeBron, like a, a super big like athlete, a Serena. There's very few people that can guest star our shows, and then it would make sense to have that big applause. Aside yeah, like from the obvious. Back in the day, you see Jodeci come up. Yeah, and it's just like you know they. One of my favorite things about ninety sitcoms is giving them a speaking part, like putting them in the sitcom. Like, hey, hello, I'm KC, <laughs> and it's just like making them act. Yeah, like when Biggie was Biggie was on Martin. Biggie was also on New York Undercover, so he was on the episode. He, he was on everything. Yeah, when Pac was on. Well, I mean, he was Pac the actor at the time, slash rapper. In a different world. Yeah, like yeah. now, who you you gonna have a Offset? I was just about to say Offset, like Offset special <laughs> guest. Like it's just not the same. It's not the same. It really isn't. Like when I think about like the shows, like just the '90s sitcoms, they really. I mean, the thing that I miss about them is they're so funny, and honestly, you could watch them today, and they're still funny, and. But also, you know, the thing that I like about them also, a lot of stuff that they say, you can't say today. So that also makes like the nostalgia of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that, but it is funny. That's how I feel when I watch like some of these old 90s shows. Like they didn't, we didn't have all the rules and stuff of like, you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't make fun of this, you can't make fun of that. Now I do get it and I do understand it, but in the 90s, you could just be funny and you could just say whatever and people, it would just like, wasn't. You know, now we have a, a just, I guess, I don't know. I want I, I want to say sensitive, but I hate to say it like that. No. But it's just different. It's just it different. Is it is. It's just everything has to be so perfect. Yeah. Everything has to be a certain way. Yeah. The 90s sitcoms was our safe space. It was. And, and it was like, what will they think? What will they think? It, it's, uh, they have to overthink everything. And I feel bad for like producers and writers these days because you have to literally think just with one line, like is this group of people going to be offended? Is this group of people going to be offended? Like you have yeah. to think about so much. And I know it probably really sucks because I love, like the thing that I love about like all of these streaming platforms, you can watch all of these old shows and they're still funny and still relatable. That's my other thing. They're still relatable. Like I just started watching um, uh, Hang On Mr. Cooper again. So I started watching Hang On Mr. Cooper again and I'm like, yo, this show is still funny. It's still funny. Yeah. And also, I hate to say it, but these shows today... Uh... 
Let me not go there. Okay. Don't you say know. it because there's a show that starts with a. Well, I know what you're going to say. I wasn't me? even talking. <laughs> no, I just feel like. That's, people told me is up there. And I was like, up there with who? With who? What? They're comparing some of these new shows. To, uh, no. I, so I think that a lot of shows go too far. Um, I think they go too far these days and certain things that I just feel like are just not appropriate for TV. And it's not about anything about LGBTQ or anything. Some things I just feel like are a little too far for TV. And I feel like we are go like, you know, what first started going to the extreme was um, uh, what was the show on FX that every uh, like the first show was like a frontal. I mean, no, maybe it wasn't a frontal. Uh, what was the show? Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck. Like, Nip Tuck kind of changed everything, and then from there, it just went like, oh, now we're just doing everything on TV. Okay, we're showing everything Listen, now. If you've never seen Nip Tuck... Oof. First of all, Nip Tuck was a great show. It was first, a great show. The first two seasons. Yeah. Was, everybody used to watch Nip Tuck. It used to have a block on fire. Yes. And then they started having sex with mannequins, and it there is. was a serial killer surgeon... And yeah. there was one season where Sanaa Lathan. Oh, I forgot she about came, that. She came on like the third season and she was like with some old man, like a 90, 100-year-old man. It, it was... Really? You, you're going to make me go back and watch that show. When like, I talk about Jump the Shark, whenever I tell people, uh, don't let your show jump the shark, like Atlanta, for instance, I'm like, don't you, you don't want to go too far. Yeah, yeah. Nip Tuck is a perfect example of it, it, plastic surgeons doing everything that you could imagine, just the debauchery and the shenanigans and the it was so much. But that's that's why I like these, like you know, the the 90s sitcoms were just so fun and they were just like full of life and you know, you got excited by the intro. I mean, it started with the intro. It started with the fun intro. And then you just got excited about the episode. Like you it got just excited. makes me sad. You know, people say nostalgic people like us, you know, you're living in the past. and you're. But it's like the reason why people are so nostalgic about the 90s is nothing ever replaced what we love. Absolutely. And so, <laughs> like Jay-Z said, you know, you like you like my old music buy my old albums so we listen right we, we, not even just albums it's like a lot of us listen to mostly old school music all the time absolutely and, and it's, we don't and it's not like we slander new artists right we listen to new artists but it's like we listen to Jonas we listen to all of these things in heavy rotation because that's what we love and this is why these artists can go on tour today and still make money this is like, why y'all people were clowning our friend <laughs> genuine <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> but that's the thing that people got to ask themselves. It's like, genuine, we're clowning him, and yet he is performing, making in front money. Of people, he is making money <laughs> at the end of the day. When you see genuine, remember the jokes are funny, but who is he performing for? He's booked and busy. Okay, let me tell you, these, these 90s artists. That started in the 90s and early 2000s, they are booked and busy because it has been a, a resurgence of like people actually care. And then not even just that, the people that weren't even, that were very young when Genuine came out, but they might listen to Pony today. Or people that, like you see kids singing new edition songs because they're here, because their mothers are playing it or their grandmothers are playing it. So you have, they have new fans now. They have new fans and they are making that money. Ashanti's killing it. I mean, you know, these are people from like the late 90s, early 2000s who are still making money, still doing shows. And I honestly... That's when music was good. That's when TV was good. That's when the movies. I mean, even I just think about the movies from the 90s, like the boomerangs and like, you know, oh my gosh, like I could watch Boomerang a thousand times. I, I could mean, watch you know, we talk about, and, and that's the thing, like Boomerang has some of the most iconic people all in the same movie, like, like Halle Jones. So, and it's like, you know, it's okay if you just find out about Grace Jones because she was on the Beyonce album. But it's like Grace Jones is one of those people that I talk about is a true icon. Yeah. Like or a true icon. She is absolutely an icon. But also people like, that's back when like Eddie Murphy was a heartthrob. Like if you grew up later and then you started watching Eddie Murphy like in um, Dr. Doolittle, those kids, they're not looking at him like that. 
when that when that uh, when Boomerang came out, I was looking at him like he uh -huh. was a heartthrob. Then it was like uh -huh. Murphy is fine. Like you know when you look at Harlem Nights, it's like Eddie Murphy is fine. So the people that started watching like the later movies, like the people that were younger, they have no idea. They're like, oh, the dad from Doctor Doolittle. I thought like, you were going to say Bowfinger, because that's when... Oh, Bowfinger, too. Bowfinger, Dr. Or Norbit, like... Nor like, literally, that is... Uh, or The Nutty Professor. Like, they don't know, like, nah. He used to be, like, the heartthrob. We used to be like, oh, he's fine. So, yeah, Eddie Murphy, hey. Oh, no, is he Gary? That's no. why people... Is, that's why merch, nostalgic merch is so popular. That's why you can yeah. put Martin on a T-shirt. It's so yeah. popular. That's yeah. why... All of these artists are still popular. That's why we just think about Soul Train with Shamar yeah. Moore and his dance moves and rubbing his nipples. Yo, okay, I have a question because I hate, hate, hate when I ask people what their favorite sitcom is. I low key, high key hate when they say Martin. I'm like, Martin is a good show, but I hate that every black person has to say Martin. It's like, it's not like in the rule book. To being a black person, you don't have to say Martin. There are funnier shows. It's well, okay. A lot of people say uh, Fresh Prince, but look, if you say Martin, you have to ask the person what their favorite episode is. Yeah, because most people are just gonna say Martin, yeah. and they because they feel like they have to. I feel like black yeah. people feel like they have to say Martin, and it is okay. Like it doesn't look if, if you go on a date, and this is for the ladies. It's I feel like you can figure out what kind of person you're dealing with based off this question. If they say Martin. And you say, what's your favorite episode? Yeah. They if they say the standard issue, oh, it's the it's the uh Chilligan's Island. Yeah. It, they have if you say Chilligan's Island, I'm gonna be like a little too typical. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be like your cliche. Yeah, everyone I, says Chilligan's Island because that's the one that everyone knows. But if you say yeah. If I'm on a date with a woman and I say, what's your favorite Martin episode? And she says, the episode where Gina loses Martin's tickets and she has to work for Shanene in the beauty salon. I'm going to yes. be like, you got good taste. Yes. That's a classic episode. Yes. You yes. got to go to work on Myra's feet. Right. I was just about to say her. <laughs> that if is you say that, I'm going to be like, oh, okay. Absolutely. Or even like, who is your favorite Martin character? Besides Shanene, besides Shanene, pick somebody else. Yeah, like folks, be, I think folks, is, it's all, they flex it. And it's all cast. If you're on social media, like, oh, let me see what to do. No. 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 Now, if you say Jamie Foxx show, I'm going to be like, oh. Jamie Foxx was a quality, funny show. I really like Jamie Foxx. If so, you say Jamie Foxx, because you know I always say the best episode of Jamie Foxx show to me is mm -hmm. when he went on tour with Casey and JoJo. And I, it is, you had to watch to the end. Yeah. But just like Martin, you know, this episode with, with Biggie, there's yeah. Barnell, there's. There's so there's, many. Friends. I mean, there's to me now, Fresh Prince, if you say uh, the, the scene with Uncle Phil or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's Carlton playing basketball. That mm -hmm. episode. There's, mm -hmm. there's so many episodes, the, the doing the drugs, the Carlton when he had the gun. Yes. There's just so many things that you could say. I agree. Now, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. There's there's so many funny shows. But you know what show is really funny to me? Oh, I'm going to have throwback shows. 227 oh, is what? really funny. 227. If you are too old or too young for 227, 227 is uh, with Marla Gibbs and Jack K. Harry. And God bless Marla Gibbs. She's like a thousand still holding on. Is, and I love her. We should try to get her on the show now. She would be great. So... She Absolutely. How do I work this? What do I <laughs> in this show, it's the building number is 227. So it's all the women that live in 227 and they sit outside and they talk a bunch of shit about people in the neighborhood or they're just like, oh, who is that over there? Oh, who is this over there? And they have the grandma from, uh, what's the grandma's name? Pearl, but I don't remember yes. her real name. Pearl. But the grandma from- Her um, name is Pearl. Pearl. The grandma from um, Don't Be a Minister South Central by Drinking Your Juice in the Hood, which is a great movie. That's one of my top favorite. You see how she said the whole thing? You oh, the whole thing. Like that the whole thing. A Tribe Called Quest. You gotta see the whole thing. Classic, okay? But that show, 227 was really funny. Like, if you go back and watch 227, it's on streaming platforms. 227 is funny. I like those 80s shows, like those 80s, early 90s, because I think it started in the late 80s and then wrapped up in the early 90s. Like, a classic character, Jack Hay as Sandra Clark. 
first of all, everybody wanted to be Sandra Clark. She had yeah. like the body. She had like, the attitude, the confidence. She pulled all the men. She pulled all the men. I'm like, everybody wanted to be Sandra Clark. Like yeah. 227, like Golden Girls and 227. Yep. So Golden Girls is my favorite show. Alex knows this. Golden Girls is my favorite, favorite show. So that was 80s and 90s. Nothing tops that show. It is still funny today. Nothing tops all four of those ladies. I am Rue McClanahan, which is Blanche. I, I feel like I'm I'm a mixture of Blanche and um and who else do you think? I, no, so actually I messed that up. You're a mixture of <laughs> here's the thing. So Rue McClanahan, Rue McClanahan. So no, Rue McClanahan is Blanche, right? But I was gonna say I'm a mixture of Rue McClanahan and Dorothy, which also like if you know Dorothy, I feel like I'm a, a mixture between both of them. You're like, a mixture of all of them. I'm not Rose now. I, Sophia, yes, but I don't have I don't have slow moments. I don't have like that's she, Rose is so airheaded. I don't see any like Rose moments. Mm, I mean, first of all, these kids should know about Golden Girls. They think, oh, it's a show about some bunch of old biddies. Actually, it is one of the the greatest written shows. Yeah, it really is. Comedic shows that you will ever watch, just like Two Two Seven and. I, I still have not interviewed Regina King. Yes. So but can... if I interviewed Regina King, I'd be like, Regina King, you have been famous my entire life. Yeah, she really has. You're on 227. Yeah. This is a true fact. You have been famous my entire life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she has been. Um, yeah, I love that. That was my first, you know, introduction to Regina King as well. And then also Countess Vaughn, your other favorite person was on 227. I mean, so, everybody was on 227. And I mean, there was so many shows that I feel like you as a black person, mm -hmm. you had to watch with your grandma. It was just like one of those things where you have become mm -hmm. officially where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be with your grandma watching one of these shows. If you did not, Mm -hmm. I feel like if we did a study, you didn't grow up watching one of these shows with your grandma. Look at where you're at now. Yeah. Because if you did, I feel like you are, you are a great human being and you were doing your thing in life. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you had to watch Perry Mason. You had to watch Matlock. Matlock. Uh, you had to watch Columbo. Murder, She Wrote. Is my, you had I to watch Murder, She Wrote in the heat of the night. In the heat of the night, yep. Uh, touched by an Angel. Yeah. You had to watch one of these shows or multiple shows with yep. your granny mm -hmm. in order to unlock your true potential in life. <laughs> like if you didn't watch, if you didn't watch Perry Mason, mm -hmm. the, I mean, you know, Perry Mason was what black and white. If you didn't watch one of these shows mm -hmm. on Matlock or Murder She Wrote mm -hmm. or Coach or Cheers, see, my mm -hmm. grandma loved her. Smile. Cheers. Now, Cheers, yes. Cheers. She loved Coach, and she loved her some Murphy Brown. Uh-huh. See, we get, we get in there. We go in there. She's like, welcome back, Cotter. Oh, uh, welcome back, Cotter. You had the fire intro. And I feel like if you don't know, if you don't join in at the end of the welcome back, Cotter intro. Yeah. Welcome back, Cotter. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? Enough for I leave my dog with you. If I had a dog, can I leave my kid? <laughs> can I trust you if you don't love the welcome back card thing? Yeah, it is great, and that's why Mason. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. So great. And my Dr. Volta is on it. So okay, but let's get into like the movies though. Like what? Like so. I, I know you go to the movies like every week. I don't go to the movies anymore. Going to the movies to me is very nostalgic. Like yes. going to the movies still is very 1990s of you and you go to a different movie every week. So I used to love going to the movies. Though. I used to go to the movies every single weekend. Like in, in growing up, middle high school, every weekend I saw a movie. So that's why I know every single 90s and early 2000s movie because we went to the movie theater every weekend. Like All that was what I did. When you live oh. in a small city, that's what you do. You go to the movies. Everybody goes to the movies every weekend. So I saw like Titanic like five times at the movie theater. But I saw every movie. So every like 10 things I hate about you, all those like early 2000s or like late 90s movies, Clueless, Clueless is what, Clueless is my favorite movie from the 90s. Clueless. I know it by heart. Like just like how Mean Girls is like the newer version Clueless. I love the movie. I wanted to wear everything that they had. I will go try to recreate every single outfit between Clueless and Buffy and the, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie, not the show. Those two were my favorite, but it was Clueless that was like 
literally, I wanted to be Stacey Dash. Like, I wanted to be Stacey Dash. I you wanted know, the funny thing about Clueless and Mean Girls. I always watch people closely because I realized on social media it became cool to say that that was your movie. It is. It became cool to be like, oh, my favorite movie is Mean Girls. Because it's such a great and My favorite movie is Clueless. It was just like we said about, you know, Martin. People say you have to say Martin. No. I feel like I have to say that I love Clueless. Or I have to say, now, I always say, if you love Cruel Intentions. That was a great movie. See, I'm like, oh, if you love Bittersweet Symphony, See, these are great first date questions because see now I know who I'm dealing with. But cruel intentions is so dark though, so it's no, to be a favorite it movie. Has, it has, and see, this is when we cross over. This podcast episode is gonna cross us over to the cruel intention hive. Because cruel intentions has two of the best songs, three of the best songs. Okay. The song where they're going up the elevator, the colorblind, the counting crows. Bittersweet Symphony at the end? Bittersweet Symphony is great, yeah. And I will always, I will die on this very small hill that Cruel Intentions has one of the greatest endings of all time. <laughs> I love the ending. It's so dark. And it's the just look like, on her face. So much tragedy. Oh my gosh. Look, I love Buffy. Buffy, the Buffy, movie, the first first of all, the movie, the movie is silly. Luke Perry. But you know, I love us some Buffy. And yeah. the, the show, I love the show, but okay, so I never got into the show. I like I, I like people who are originals. That's my thing. Like you know, I love Mean Girls and I love Clueless. Yeah, but there were other. If you say I love, uh, she's all that. You I will, love you. Will pique my interest on a date. I'll be like, oh, I love she's all that. And then she's like, if she's like, I always wanted to do like a class dance, the dance like, right? and she's the all dance. that. Then I won't be like, oh, I'm gonna be into you. I'm gonna be like, oh, tell me more. Yo, when That's if you if you interview Usher, make sure you ask him about that scene. Ask Usher about that scene because he was in that scene. You got to ask him about that. Also, when we talk about that now. It's like these kids don't even cherish going to prom. You know, growing up, prom was like the biggest thing ever. Like, oh my god, got to go to prom. But no, now it's like I don't know about that because now they spend a million dollars on dresses. Yeah, but they spend the money to go, but then they don't even go inside. They just want to. They buy a helicopter. Or right, rent a helicopter right. to go That's land in front of the school. Yeah. And but for us, we wanted to take pictures. We wanted to drink yeah. that punch. Yeah. We wanted to dance and we wanted to so yo. You know what's so funny, Alex? So when you watch all the prom, like any prom scene in the movies and the TV shows from the 90s, I used to think that prom was gonna be like that. Like we were gonna have a live band and we were gonna be outside. I was like, is this just an LA thing? Because it's just a Hollywood thing. Because every single prom, remember like when you watch like the old episodes of like Sister Sister, and they would have like real singers performing. It would be yeah. like real singers performing, or you watch Moesha prom, and it's like, yo, like they have live bands. I have never once seen a prom with a live band. Maybe no. I don't know if that was some LA stuff, if that was real, or if it was only for Hollywood stuff. Because I always noticed that I'm like, yo, like prom looks so cool. You have like the live band and stuff. And in reality, I'm like, no, you just have a DJ and you have yeah. to go back. Return the on the Mac. Return on the Mac. What's that song? Worst song, of the the Worst song of the 90s is Return of the Mac. <laughs> the worst Look, song. I just, Ugh. I love, you know, when people talk about 90s movies, it's always the same thing. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Men's Society. society. It's like it's, it's always the same. See, so I I love when people say like fresh. Fresh yeah. was my movie. I love fresh. You okay. know, their presidents became like a staple. People always say, "Oh, I love their presidents," but it's yeah. like, but what about you no know, ride? I love ride. Yeah, ride was great. Um, so I was gonna actually pivot the craft. The Craft is such a great 90s movie. I still watch uh, it. Like, I watched it recently again. I love The Craft. The, see, movie. The Craft came during a very interesting time in the 90s where, and you know, this is this is why nerd culture is the way it is. Uh -huh. Why a lot of nerds want to gatekeep because they have these flashbacks to when they were in high school. Yep. Or when they were in middle school and being gothy, whatever, got you bullied. And you got and me. I completely understand the hurt feelings behind that and you know just like Khalees yep is a part of that generation where a lot of women saw Khalees 
And yep. they were like, okay, a weirdo is popular. Yeah. That was yep. the beginning. Khalees, Fifi Dobson. Yep. Lisa Loeb for the white women. Shout out yep. to all the white people who listen to. But I remember when Lisa Loeb was on the TV, I'm like, who is this weird white girl? Yep, with her hat, with her glasses and everything. Yeah. I all know. the all the news people on MTV were weird. Kurt Loder was weird. You're right. Yeah, yeah. like so when the craft came out, Turkey. it was like the black girls who wore fishnets and combat boots and were gothy got bullied in school. Look, you were like, we're not even gonna change history. It wasn't cool to be a gothy black girl until the craft came out. Or until like way later. So yeah, like the craft was the beginning of it was. It was like really women like, had a support club or girls in high school had a support club. Now you saw like they had their own coven in the cafeteria. Exactly. Yeah. I like, we're gonna be Supremes over here and cast yeah. spells on y'all for yeah. bullying us and throwing milk at us at lunch. Yep. Absolutely. And then slowly but surely after the craft, when you know Rachel True grew and grew and grew in popularity. Yeah. And everybody was like, Buffy, I want to yeah. do this. I want to dress like this. So mean girl culture shifted into weird girl culture. I agree. Yeah. That's when we had Khalees and Solange and people like that became more popular. Now look. Now look. Yep. Even like when you look at like the Freddy, like Freddie on A Different World. Like yeah. she was so weird. She was, but I loved it so much because I was just like, oh, she's kind of weird. I was like, I'm kind of, I'm like her. Like, I want to wear like oversized stuff and I want to be like, I'm a yes. secret hippie. And, you know, it's like, I like that. And even like when I, or just like Denise Huxtable, especially like, she was always the weird one. She was always like, I'm yes. going to cut my hair off one day. Then I'm going to have this hair and I'm going to like dress like a hippie and everything's oversized. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I just really resonated with those women because they were the different one. They were yeah. always. And they, you know, people didn't really want to be like Denise Huxtable. Yeah. They liked her, but it was like, am I going to dress like this? Denise Huxtable was ahead of her time. Like she was. Very. Everyone dresses like Denise Huxtable now. Or yeah. Freddie now. Yeah. Or Rachel True now. Yeah. Like the combat boots. Yeah. I just bought some Doc Martens and I'm like, I love yeah, this. Like, it took me so long. Yeah. That's why I don't get, I just stay out of it when people are like, look, nerdy is cool now, but when I yeah. was growing up, y'all gave me hell. Yeah. I'm not talking about me in general. I'm talking about the women. Yeah. No, and never, their, their culture was never appreciated until nerd culture became the dominant culture, which it is now. Everyone is nerdy now. And blurreds, like, you know, once they came with the term blurred, I'm like, yeah, the black nerds, like, it is, it's a thing. Yeah. And I do appreciate that we're more inclusive now because I do feel like we weren't inclusive. It was like the cool kids, like the athletes, the cool kids. Then it was like the band geeks over here. Mm -hmm. Then it was like, you know, like you said, the goths. And it was, it was just so many different, the baddie click, like the mean girl click, the little baddie click or whatever. Like, oh, you're not cool enough to sit with us. It was like so many different clicks of people. And I feel like it's more inclusive these days. Even when you go into high schools and stuff, it's like, you could tell it's more inclusive. Like, oh, yeah. And the baddies now, the baddies is dressing like, Denise Huxtable. Yep. And some of the nerds is dressing like the baddies. Yes. So, okay, have you seen 21 Jump Street, the, the movie? Yes. Both the thing I love so much about it, so to give some backstory on that, um, it's two kids, they grew up in, you know, the 2000s, early 2000s. Now it's 10 years later, they're, they're cops and they go back to high school. So the one that was cool when he was in high school, he realized that he's not cool at all in exactly. this 2020 high school he's not cool anymore. And the kid that was the nerd in high school in the early 2000s is now the cool one. Like, and I, when I saw that, I was like, yo, this is so legit. Like, it's actually okay to be in Glee Club. It's okay to be in Glee Club now. Yeah. It's like like Spider-Man is another example. Oh, Spider-Man is a nerd. super nerd. No super friends. Nerd. He, he gets bullied. Yep. And then he gets powers. Yeah. And now everyone loves him, but he's still the same nerdy kid. Yeah, absolutely. Even Steve Urkel was a perfect example yeah. of the 90s, where you create a machine mm -hmm. <laughs> to make yourself cool. I know, just to get the girl. Just to get this girl who, now if you watch, you like, Myra was always better. I mean, yeah, okay, yes, absolutely, Myra was when always we better. we were growing up, we were like, Myra's annoying, she's aggravating. Like, they painted Myra as 
this annoying, aggravating woman that Steve would like. This woman really genuinely likes Steve, and she acted just like him. So and I'm like, why not be two annoying people together? It makes and more she sense. was fine. She was fine. That's the, you make me shake the table. Steve was like, oh, I don't want to talk. Oh no, Laura. Yeah. Laura. But also, like the, back then, like you said, you had to like get the cool kid make. I used to love the movies, like those '90s movies where they had to do the cool kid makeover, and like they did the cool kid makeover. Then they got the girl, but it's like literally all you did was change your clothes and change your hair, like even like class act. Class I was act waiting for it. I was so yes. Class act is one of my favorite movies. It's better to me. It's better than the house parties. House party two is to me better wait, than house wait, party one. Yeah. Okay. I said it. House Party 2 is better than, than the OG House Party, but that's just me. But oh, well, Yeah, yes. Okay. I, I mean, we talked about House Party all night and how they're they're doing a remake and, you know, Ooh. much love to them, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. kids don't even dance at parties no more, so I don't even know what the movie's going to be about. I, I mean, legit, like, kids don't, they, like, when I go to concerts and I'm like, y'all just, like, what? But Class Act was the movie. In Class Act, you took the nerdy kid, made him look cool, all, all, literally, all they did was like take off his glasses, twist his hair up, and wear baggy clothes. And now, all of a sudden, or put he, at that time, he was dressed like a '90s drug dealer. And then he was getting women. And it's just like, yo, like it's so funny that men had to do that nowadays. Like, no, the nerds get the women. The nerds, I like nerds. Like, I will, I will be attracted to a nerd. Like, you don't have to do the uh, the. <laughs> The, the gangster, uh, you know, like the makeover and stuff like that. You don't have to do the makeover. Like, nerds get chose. Nerds yeah. get chose. Yeah. It, I'm going to throw myself, we get chose. Remember, Scooby-Doo is a perfect example. Where they were like, everyone was looking at Daphne. Daphne was supposed to be the baddie of the crew. But I was like, I'm looking at Velma. I was over there like, Velma? And now everyone, <laughs> now everybody wants to dress up like Velma. Oh no! Literally, I wanted to be her for. Like Halloween. everybody wants to be Velma. When growing up, we were told Daphne is the baddie. Daphne was the hot one. Yeah, it's but also and then Shaggy. See, whenever I see interracial couples, uh -huh. is a baddie with Shaggy, <laughs> not Shaggy. Fred. <laughs> the baddies in Shaggy. Yeah, every time and that you know, so Serena funny. Williams, she with Shaggy. She is with Shaggy. She. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it nothing is against her. nothing against her. He just Shaggy was cool. Shaggy was cool and he was a hippie. He yeah. was cool. But see, Fred was propped up as he's a cool guy. Fred and Daphne were like the baddie and yeah. like the cool guys. So it, it sounded like just like an overall for 90s movies or 90s sitcoms that the nerds won. Like in the long run. Now it's okay. Like basically, I think the '90s taught us that it's okay to be a nerd. Honestly, it's, I feel well, like that it's was okay like, to be yourself. It's okay to be yourself. And okay. I feel like we, we we're still fighting that battle. But like a lot of yeah. women, it's okay if you're nerdy. You yeah. can be a baddie and be nerdy. But yeah. some women are like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want you to know that I like anime. I don't want you to know that I like Stranger Things. Or I don't want. It's okay to be a nerd. Yeah. You don't have to dress a certain way if you feel like that's the way that you want to portray yourself. You right. can be a baddie and dress like that's why Aaliyah was so important at the time. Yeah. Aaliyah, I don't remember Aaliyah ever wearing like, you know how these women dress, like a bodysuit. Okay. Aaliyah dressed like Raven Simone does now. Yeah, yeah. Like she was wearing baggy clothes. She was wearing uh <laughs> I'm about to say Tommy Hill figures, my size. Yeah, yeah. She was dressing like Fat Albert. She was fine. She was wearing Fat Albert size clothes. Yeah. <laughs> was, I was yeah. like, Aaliyah never, she never showed any skin. That was the difference yeah. between Aaliyah and Beyonce. Yeah, she didn't have to do, she wore baggy clothes. She made baggy clothes cool. I, I was that girl in middle school. I wore a baggy Nautica shirts. Like, I would literally yeah. wear baggy nautica shirts and baggy jeans. And my mom would be like, why are you wearing such baggy clothes? I used to, it was cool then. It's like you wore the oversized, yeah. we all wore oversized nautica shirts. Like, the women. Like, we literally yeah. dressed like boys. We wore oversized nautica shirts, big baggy jeans mm -hmm. with the belt to hold them up, uh, Reebok classics. Like, we literally were dressing like boys. Are we allowed to say that nowadays? Yeah, and, and Tony Braxton yeah. was... During her, during that time, she was like as sexy as you could be. She, she wore the bodycon dresses. Yeah, was, that's why I say she don't get the love that she deserves as an icon for just sex appeal. Yeah, that short haircut. 
Yeah, that's why when people say Chloe, Chloe Bailey, like you can be sexy by just being yourself. Yeah. Like Aaliyah is a perfect example. Like you do not have to be booty ball naked in a tub of like, you know, she'll be naked in the tub of syrup and be like, are you hungry? Don't get me started on these kids. I was just like, I would tell if I ever talked to Chloe on like a friend level, like we just cool, I'd be like, listen, this is your, this is what you should reference. Yeah. Like Aaliyah never had to do any of that. She just was herself. Yeah. I would be like, baby girl, you just sexy just the way you are. You know, the Instagrams makes you feel like you have to be new. She, she was licking the mic and all of that. I'm just like, baby girl. Yeah. You know, these Gen Z. Like, you yeah. don't have to do, you don't have to do all that. Just yeah. be yourself. It's Topanga on Boy Meets World. Always was hot. She always had clothes on. Lisa Turtle was hot. She Lisa had like. Lisa Turtle always had clothes on. And it's like people, when people tell her that it's taking this hate or is taking this jealousy, but people are just telling you that we're giving you that already. We're giving you that you already have the sex appeal. Right. You just need to be yourself. Yeah. I don't think she's truly being herself also, but I do feel like it's the, the Instagram is to blame. I feel like social media is to blame because you see these women on there and you feel like, oh, I have to have this BBL. I have to have this perfect body. And I do feel like it's a big thing. And I feel like a lot of these women feel like they have to do certain things to get attention. And because I remember like, she, it was like a transition, like an overnight transition for her. And it's like, well, wait, like literally, literally, like a week ago, you were the same little Disney, Disney is Disney esque kid. And then a week later, I'm just like, okay. And so again, this is not shaming her. It's not like, cause you know, now they talk about slut shaming and body shaming. It's not mm-hmm. about that, but it doesn't appear to your point. It doesn't appear like she's being herself, but I do feel like social media is to blame and everybody feels like they have to be, you know, showing skin or doing this or doing that or participating in certain challenges. And I mean, the nineties was the time where literally like you could be fully dressed and be a baddie. And And she's going to be so relieved when she's just like, man, I can put on these size 50 Tommy Hilfiger, (laughs) these Jinkos. I can put on these chunky white Bobos or whatever people call them for where they're from. Yep. You I could put on my little graphic tee. Yeah. And and I feel like she'll realize after a while, like, I could just take a picture of myself in a graphic tee and yeah. get a million likes just yeah. because I'm already sexy. Yeah. You know, growing up, every time we watched a movie about high school, the sexiest girl in the school, if you go back, or the girl that everyone liked was like regular. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. Well, like, we look way better than the, the finest girl in school yeah. back in 1992. Right. You're right. You're right. Even like, I don't know. Like, like you could dress like Lori Beth Denberg, Chloe Bailey. Yeah. You could dress like anyone who was on the Steve Harvey show. Yeah. And you get the same amount of attention because people like, you'll get the nerds. We'll be like, oh, we like Chloe. She cool. And Hallie is a perfect example. I'm gonna just be myself. I'm gonna just go. I'm gonna go bowling. Yeah. I'm gonna just have fun. And I think that's that's the difference. So, you know, hopefully someone in Chloe's team is like, baby, we're gonna take you to Rue. You get your graphic tee, get yeah. you a, a Rocco's Modern Life graphic tee, get you some lucky haters. Hat. You ain't got to listen to these haters. Just just, just yeah. dress like you be dressing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, okay. So looking back though, let's like, you know, talk about, you know, this black representation in TV and movies. Um, how important was seeing all these black shows? Because like we said, I don't know what you're talking about because we had so much, mm-hmm. we had so much to see because there were just so, I mean, literally like I felt like every day there were black shows on and not just one black show a night, multiple, way more than today. Like uh, way more than today. So like how important was that looking back, especially now that we don't have as many shows and the shows that we do have, some of them are so dang on corny that it's like, you know, you got shows like Empire and stuff. And I'm like, like, this is what we have now. We had all such quality shows. So what were your thoughts? Like when you look back? I mean, I think we just, I don't, I wouldn't say we took it for granted, but I think we thought it would last forever. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I think it's a lot of people that just grew up different than how we did. And, you know, the people clump black folks in the same category. Yeah. But I do think 
it helps you to pick, you know, people who you're going to build with, yeah. potentially marry, potentially be friends with, just knowing that they had an appreciation for black art. Yeah. I feel I, like there's a there's a, a large amount of people in our community that do not appreciate these talented people like they should, like the Cree Summers. Yep. And and these types of folks. We gotta walk, we gotta get on Instagram and these pages we talk about all the time. It's like, did you know Cree Summer voiced 50 people? Right. And it's yeah. just like I feel like we we needed this just as a celebration of the arts. Cause right now. People, they don't really know their history. So it's up to us, Alejandro and Lexi, to spread this gospel to mm-hmm. say, this is why this person is famous. Because these Gen Z folk, and it kills me, will slander our legends like it's nothing. Exactly. Slander, like Shirley Ralph won an Emmy. And it's like, people were like, oh, that's great, Shirley Ralph from Abbott Elementary. And I was right. just going to shake I so, want to shake little John John because it's like this is a reason why people are so excited about Shirley Ralph. So here's the thing that I because when I look at it, also when people are like so hyped about that, you know, hype about before the Emmys actually happened and her being, I was just like, you know, she's a Tony Award winning person, this right? Is a legend. She is a Broadway legend. And so I feel like a lot of people, when people are like, oh, she never, you know, she it's almost like people don't really know her background. So they're looking at it like she. I don't know. They're looking at it like she just got started or like, oh, basically like, oh, she just got started at a later age, whatever it is. I'm like, y'all must not know because they know her from uh, Sister Act 2. But I'm like, first of all, I'm like, she is a legend. This was, I mean, she played Effie. She was the original dream girl. She like the original like, dream girl. She was Lauren Hill's mama. She, and she was Moesha's mama. But even honestly, even aside aside from that, she is a Broadway legend. And for people to act like, oh, like she's well, I do hear a lot of times like, oh, she didn't get like she hasn't gotten her like credit or her due for her for this for TV. Now for TV, you know, Moesha, obviously she was great. But, you know, I don't think her role was as big, you know, as big for her to win for that, even though, you know, they have supporting and everything. I wouldn't say it was. What right? I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Moesha was Emmy worthy. It but was, like, we it love it. Let's be real. But Moesha was a great show. But yeah. I'm like, no, this is her time. I'm like, this is her time. She she has her Tony Tony Awards. She is like her Emmy. Like she is very she deserves it. But when people were talking about it before, like oh she, I'm like, no, this is this is it. This show is it. The other shows that she did, you know, even though they were great shows, it's just different. Abbott Elementary, this is it. Like, she is a great performer. But yeah, I think a lot of people just don't know her background. Like, no, she actually has won several awards. It's just that she hasn't won. It's not even just her. It's like, you know, Jack A. Yep. And it's people like that. I I feel like the 90s sitcoms really, they're super important just for us to pass down to our people, our kids or their kids. Like, it's very important that when you have kids, yeah, you sit them down and say, we're going to watch A, B, C, and D. Now, are you going to make your kids watch rock? I don't know. That's on you because that show yeah. was kind of heavy. Yeah, but very heavy, yeah. Are you going to let your kids watch, you know, Fresh Prince? Because, you know, when Bel Air came out, it was just like, people just kind of like, oh, it's a new show based on this show that people liked a million years ago. But it's like, y'all have to understand, this was like one of the first shows that had like a dark skin woman lead mm-hmm. that was beloved. She was. The way people talk about the Blacktress, sometimes okay. it gets on my nerves because it's like, you don't understand how beloved and major Janet Hubert was at the time. She, she was like, crazy. she's crazy. She's this. She's yeah. that. It's like, no, I'm never going to talk bad about Janet yeah. Hubert. Me neither. I, I I sent her a message one time and she responded to me. <laughs> I love it. We were talking for Madame Noir. And so I um, reached out to her on Facebook and she responded to me. I remember. She said she wasn't doing press at the time, but I definitely reached out to her. And I was like, I love her. But your comment about her, you did you did you say that she was like one of the first dark skinned mamas? You didn't say that. I know you ain't say that. Oh. No, I said that at the time she was one of the first that had a major role on the show. Yeah. Uh, 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 let's go back to Good Times. There's so many I shows. I said, you're going to name three shows. You're going to name Good Times. You're going to name Thea. I said she had a major oh, role on I a major show. I wasn't going to mention Thea. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. No. She was one of the first major sitcom moms who was dark skinned. That's why they replaced her 
Uh, did you miss that? Miss Good Times? Well, I that's one Isn't person. We weren't even born when Good Times was on. But I'm saying, like, the representation was always that. No, my point is the representation. No, the representation was, was as one person. See, representation means like ten people. Okay. Now, Florida can, Evans. Now, Florida right? Evans was one person. Okay. You. I said the Jeffersons. Fia was one person. I said sitcom mom. If you talk about representation, and you talk uh -huh. about all of these shows that we were watching at the same time. Yeah. And you talk about a show that was, I said the first black woman, dark-skinned woman, on the biggest show on TV. Yeah. The Jeffersons was the biggest show at that time. I was, I was like, I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> okay, but that that's irrelevant to the biggest you show. Talk about two, you were talking about two people. But, you're missing, no, but okay, you're missing, you're missing the point, though. You're missing the you're point. Missing, no, you're not. You're not. So what you're saying is like, oh, she was the biggest person. Yeah, at that time in the 90s. But you can't say she was the first. You cannot say she was the I first. I didn't say she was the first. You did. You said that like three times. You said she was the first dark-skinned mom, like, no, of a major show. That's not true because. Cam, you got to play the, you got to play the sound back, Cam. Yeah, play I back. Are you gonna let your kids watch, you know, Fresh Prince? To because you know when Bel Air came out, it was just like people just kind of like, oh, it's a new show based on this show that people liked a million years ago. But it's like y'all have to understand, this was like one of the first shows that had like a dark skin woman lead mm -hmm. that was beloved. Oh. Look, when people see that, when people listen to this, literally, I'm like the biggest show of the '70s. Good Times and the Jeffersons were a huge show, so you can't say that. No, but we're talking about the 90s, though. You didn't say that, though. You didn't say we that. We were talking about the 90s. <laughs> I know. No, no, no. That's fine. That's we, what, are... that's what we were talking about the 90s, and that's the era that she was popular in. I we know. We talking about all. Oh, we didn't say all encompassing. We talking your about words the, said the first. Your words said the first. So in I had the 90s. Jenny okay. was the biggest dark skin was, woman on yeah, the show. Yeah. Okay, that's in the all 90s. I was we, now we have clarity for the people listening because it was not clear. I think the, I think the people was with me, Lexi. I think I wasn't. But going back to the, like just the black representation on TV, you that was like Florida. <laughs> look, because you tried it, Alex. you tried it. If you like a geriatric millennial and you grew up in the '90s and you never watched TV and seen and live in color. You never seen Fresh Prince. You never seen Martin. You never seen Pam or Martin. You never seen. How did you grow up and you want to be in the culture, but you ain't never seen none of the show? Jamie Foxx. So that's my, but see, that's my point. When people make these comments about like these shows didn't have this and they didn't have representation, they didn't have the, they didn't have all colors, they didn't have LGBTQ. Like, were y'all watching these shows? Like, maybe y'all aren't familiar with a lot of these shows. And that, that was and that's it. what you gotta say, Lexi. Is that it's okay if that wasn't your ministry? It's okay if you watched something else. If you watch wow. other show, if you watch Step by Step, I love. If you those. watch Who's the Boss? Yeah, that was my show too. If you watch Married with Children, yeah. If you it, and that's the thing about black folks, we're not a monolith. You might have yes. grew up loving Step by Step. But oh, all of them showed if you like MASH and you wanted to watch MASH with your granny, maybe you didn't like watching movies. But I do feel like black folks need to get their black TV history straight before they make comments. Like you mentioned Issa Rae. Like we have so much representation and not even just that. We have all different types of jobs. Like you watch like, of course, the Cosby show. We saw every single job. We saw every single like, you know, the nerds the professionals, we saw all of that. And that's why I'm like, there was so much representation in the 90s. So when people talk about no representation of like different types of jobs, happy homes, dark skinned mothers, dark skinned, light skinnedness, like when I hear comments like that, it really does irk me. Cause I'm like, no, like y'all must not have been watching these shows. Cause we had everything, like we had everything. Well, we and had, I really well you that. know, some people, it they just didn't resonate them. with them until it did. So yeah. It might have not resonated at the time. People might have not thought about the Huxtables like they do now. Because when you're yeah. growing up, you just see them doing what they do. You're not really putting together like Claire is an attorney. Cliff is a doctor. I mean, you might have been like seven years old. So yeah. to some people, it's like it doesn't resonate. Like even LL Cool J owning his own business. 
and on, in the house. And yeah. it's like now everyone's like, oh, LLC, whatever. But you know, I yeah. think he was he was one of the major characters on TV at the time who owned yeah. his own business as a black he, man. Absolutely. But as a kid, I wasn't going to school like, oh, LL Cool J owns old business. I should quit my little, I should quit my little job and start a business. Now it's like, did you know that LL Cool J owned his own business on the show? <laughs> I know. I just wish that a lot of was these, a black business older. I think the younger the the younger millennials really should really pay attention and watch some of these old shows because they're still relatable to this day. That's why, like when I that's why I do get so frustrated when I have certain comments like, "Yo, y'all missed out." Like I honestly feel bad for a lot of these kids that didn't get a chance to watch these shows growing up. Like we watch Family Matters on a weekly basis. It wasn't like we're going back watching it. And, you know, just watching it back in the day in the 90s, it was so different. Literally watching it every week, going to school, talking about the episode, you know, wanting to do the Urkel dance, for example. Like all of these things, we just didn't like they didn't. They, these folks now they're watching things back. There is a difference of watching that back in the 90s versus watching it today. And I still watch it today and still love it. So it's just like, you know, 90s sitcoms. And 90s movies will still rule everything. Like, I will watch a 90s movie any day over any movie that comes out today. And what's your favorite 90s hood movie? Favorite 90s hood movie? Um, 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 um. Favorite hood movie would probably be, it is going to be cliche, Menace of Society. I do like mm. it. I love my, I love Tyron. I love uh, Lorenz Tate and Jada Pinkett. I would say that was my favorite 90s hood movie. Um, yeah, Boys in the Hood was good. <sighs> yeah, I think it's going to be Menace Society. Like, that was the first one I was like, I don't want to go to L.A. I remember when I would go, <laughs> when I was, uh, my dad, me and my dad would go to L.A. because my sister lived in L.A. And literally from watching those movies, it's like, I don't want to go there. Like, this shit is scary. Yeah, but no, um, Nobody wanted to go to L.A. Nobody wanted to. It was just like. No. LA's, all- L.A.'s marketing in the 90s was just. Oh, my gosh. Gangsta, gangsta, gangsta. Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, everybody. It was pretty bad, like drive-bys and everything. So that was my favorite hood movie. Definitely my favorite. What's your favorite hood movie? I got this. I was thinking about it. I I love Minister Society. Everyone loves Minister Society. It's such a good movie, yeah. And I said earlier, Fresh is one of my favorite hood movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boys in the Hood, of course. You know, there's there's some movies that Pac was in. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Gridlocked. Above the like Rim. Juice. Yeah. Juice. Like Clockers. You know, it's just so many movies. And you know what? I will say Above the Rim to me. Yeah, Above the Rim. Above the Rim. Yeah. Is up there for me. Sunset Park yeah. is up there for me. Ride Sunset. is up there yeah. for me. Yeah. It's, it's just... We could go on all night, but above yeah. the room and its soundtrack. Soundtrack was really good. Um, yeah. yeah, SWV and all the soundtrack is really good. Above the yeah. room is just I love that movie. Yeah. And then Do I just remember every time I think about Sunset Park, I think about MC Light. Okay, because uh, um uh what's the name of the song? But the song keep on keeping on. Keep, keep on, on keeping keeping on. They did it did have a good soundtrack. But I think you know what, Juice, once you mentioned Juice, like I just I just watched Juice on the plane. Delta has juice, by the way. If you're on a Delta flight, watch Juice. Um, I love Juice so much. So that's another actually yeah. that that probably that probably is better than this. I don't look at it like a gangster movie. I don't know if it's better, but you know, but it does these movies do separate the generation. Because then once yeah. people start talking about belly and all of that, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, belly wouldn't even you know, be on. Pres- and dead presidents to me is up there as well. You know, it's a underrated. Movie, but yeah, I mean, you know, hood movies is just kind of like the movies clumped together. Yeah, yeah. Like anything with the Hughes brothers or anything in that era with with Lorenz Tate. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I'm gonna put it in there. Okay. Well. Uh, we definitely heard a lot about our favorite 90s shows and our favorite movies. Um, yes. Yeah, like and Florida Evans. Shout out to Florida Evans. Shout out to Florida. Um, <laughs> damn, damn. <laughs> sure, y'all. Uh, 
like, subscribe. Um, make sure you're downloading our new episode. <laughs> share with share with your friends. Um, share with your friends. Shout out to everyone who watches Rock. Yes, and in, in the parenthood, in and the my parent. brother and me. And my brother. Oh yes. And my brother. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh. <laughs> All right, you're listening to the Adulthood of Podcast for Jerry Millennials. I am Alexi at social media, Alexi with the curls. Oh, social media drops. Social media. Oh, social media. <laughs> I'm Alejandro underscore Nicolasius. That's his real name, by the way. Alejandro Nicolasius. His father's last name is Nicolasius. Uh-oh. Don't say that. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all in a couple weeks.